Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the year 1848, the Industrial Revolution is just starting to impact the world. Among these new fantastic innovations came the rise of snake oil salesmen promising to cure everything from cholera to baldness. For the immortals of the night, this means nothing until one such tonic begins poisoning them. Now antidotes and alliances are being sought out. One such alliance consists of Lord William Pelham, an astomite played by Adam, Augustus Rogers, a gangrel played by Andrew, Herschel Buckman, a Tremere played by Chris, Amir, a Setite played by Slavic, and Joaquin is the storyteller. Diluted is a vampire the masquerade story that takes place in the Victorian age vampire setting. If you wish to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, when we get back to the Haven, I'd like to go upstairs to what I presume to be my two remaining sleeping ghouls in their room. And I'm going to go up to... First, I'm going to kick the bed of the of of the adult female whose name is I'm looking it up Clarice. All right. And and I, then I'm going to go I'm going to be like get up now. Yes, 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 yes. Wait. And I turn around, I walk and I gently stroke the hair of the youngest Rose. We'll say her name is my little precious. I need you awake at this moment. Uh, yes, sir. yes, yes. Both of you stand up. I turn as I turn on some lights in the room. I walk up to the adult Clarice and I walk within her personal space. I look at her, said, Your husband, he is dead by my hands. He failed me. You will not fail me, will you? As I take my cane to like lift up her jaw a little bit. No, 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 I won't. No. Your daughter? She's my daughter now. She's no longer your daughter. You're not worthy to have her anymore. But you can earn yourself into my good graces again, if you wish. There's one of my kind downstairs. He's hungry. I want you to go down there. I want you to fill his need. Do not be a cowering woman as you are now. Put on that mask. Be a seductress. Go down there and give him what he needs. Do you understand? Yes. Let him take what he wants from you and don't tell him to stop. But I want you to give him everything if that is what is required. Do you understand? Let him feed to you and and tempt him to feed from you more than you've ever been fed on before. Yes, sir. Yes. Now, be gone. Go down there while I talk to my daughter. You were so fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't even... I don't even just have him. (laughs) I I go to Rose and and I... I motion for her to sit on the bed and I sit next to her and I look towards her and I'm like, Rose, dear, you realize your parents have failed me, right? Yes, yes. But you're better than them because you haven't been tainted yet. They, well, sadly, they. I came into their life much too late. But you, you're young. You're like a clean canvas in which I can paint my vision on. Do you understand what I'm saying, Rose? Yes, sir. You have a future. You're going to be something great. You're going to be a leader one day of many. And I am going to help you become that leader. But for that to happen, I need you to do a couple things. Yeah. Yes. What, what, what do you need? For, well, let's say three things. First, do not cower before me. Do not be like your parents. Your parents are weak. You are strong. You're going to be strong. You're going to be a strong leader, much like I. Do you understand that? I, I will try, sir. I will try. I understand. Second, I need you to find those like you of your age, but not not of the social st- uh, class that you are. Those who are on the street, who are hungry, who are in need. And I want you to help give them what they need, food, money, or whatever I can provide. And I want you to show me that you can find followers of your own. Do you understand? I do, sir. I do. And finally, I'm going to give you an address of a gentleman named Lord Pelham, and I'm going to ask you to do two things with that. One, politely invite him over tomorrow evening to my haven here to speak. Second, and this is the true test, child, I want you to leave him a gift. 
a gift that you think would be of a man of his stature. Don't tell me what this gift's going to be. I'm going to see if you're innovative enough for the leadership that I'm going to teach you. Do you understand? But I do not want that gift to come from you physically like your mother. Your mother may not return from downstairs, but I want you to show that you can find gifts of others and bestow them upon him. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. You're you're strong. I almost consider you an equal in a way. Good luck. Go back to sleep or start on the task that I told you of. It is your call. And I turn around and I walk downstairs. Uh, she just she just sounded like uh, just frozen for a while. Yeah. And I'm going to go downstairs and see what scene lays before me. So go ahead. <laughs> okay, so you, Mr. Rogers, uh, you see like some you know, muttering is going on. So you can't make out what they're saying. That you just see the lady come down with like a, just like you know, in her like nightdress. Her yeah. yeah, when I when I see her in her like getup, I'm gonna turn my back to her because uh, I'm a gentleman. I don't um, and and I don't want to um, make her uncomfortable or anything. And she may not have realized that I was here, so I just turn my back to her and say, "Excuse me, ma'am. I'm so sorry." D- don't worry, sir. You don't you need to turn your eyes away from me. Just, it's it's fine. You may gaze upon me. Recalling back to uh, the scene earlier with uh, her husband, who was killed, uh, I am <clears throat> I'm I'm not going to turn and look at her. I'm just going to uh, like in my head. I'm like, what what has he done to get under these people to make her like come down and do this? You know, and I'm just gonna be like, my lady, I it would be most inappropriate for me to turn and look. Please, clothe yourself if you wish to discuss something. There is no need for us to discuss any anything. You, you hear things like, you hear like she's choking back tears almost in her, just in her voice. It's like, can I, yeah, I was going to say, can I get like a read on like how she's behaving, her, her yeah, uh, the sound of her voice? Yeah, you never hear like she's choking up. She's choking up emotionally in her voice, but she's like just still going on with it. I'm gonna kind of turn and look at her and see like her facial expression. You see, she's got a f- smile plastered on her face, but it obviously it's obviously <clears throat> not very uh, convincing. As you can see, like you know, tears like tears try, try you know form at her eyes, and just she's just sort of like shaking a little bit. Hmm. No, it's, see, it's, am, am I not uh, unappealing to you, sir? But I, I kind of have... I'm going to walk up to her, locking my gaze with her, and I'm going to just touch her on the shoulder. And I'm going to use Subsume the Spirit. Or, no, not that one, I'm sorry, Quell the Beast. Quell the Beast right. to try and uh, suppress uh, her emotion and just relax. Um... Um, it says if you're using complacency, it's manipulation and empathy. Difficulty seven. All right. And I have to get as many successes as she's willpower. It's like a extended test, and just kind of slowly, like, shh, it's okay. She Relax. totally has a ten of willpower. Ten willpower, Calm. right? I'm joking. <laughs> with how you've treated her, her willpower is probably like. I'm joking. That's sarcasm. That's sarcasm. Total okay, sarcasm. With, with this one, I'd say definitely a full, willpower of four. So let's see what. What did I just say it was? Manipulation and empathy? By the way, I hope you succeed. I have one success on the first turn. Just shh, relax, calm. It's okay. There's no need. Do, I, do, so is that, do I roll opposing or what, what do I do? No, it's just like uh, I have to get this many successes over yeah, so this amount of turns. So she can, like, if, if I had one success on the first roll. Okay. If, like... Um, she can resist. She can like. All right. Yeah. yeah I don't know. She's yeah. So she she just you just you're sort of like her eyes unfocus a little bit and she like looks back at just like she doesn't she doesn't like you know, break the context. She's like puts her own arm hand on your on, the, on your shoulder like delicately. Is like just she see her proper like like come sir. I have had to feed the master before. Just take what you what you want. I want you to relax. Um, I'm trying to like. I know I'm hungry, but I'm trying to resist like giving in to this. Uh, she's clearly upset, and I actually care about that. Um, I wouldn't want to uh, make it worse. She's been she's probably just found out her husband's dead, probably or something similar. Right. And I have pretty decent self control, so I think I can. 
Yeah, she's, yeah. If she was like actively bleeding, it'd be, I had to make a roll for, for this. You can just it's really fine. Okay, so I'm going to continue trying to uh, use uh, give me another one of these and just calm and soothe her. Um, uh, another success. Okay. So far, two successes. You said I need four, so it's still ongoing. He may even come at this rate. He may even come down there and interrupt. Yeah, let me do if I do. Let me know if I do during any of this, and we can play it out there. It's your call, storyteller. I'm just trying to get her to relax, calm down. She's clearly distraught. Okay, so yeah, I'd definitely say yeah. By not by this, yeah, and you've been doing this for like several like several seconds now. So yeah, but uh, like a minute now. You yeah, her should calm down. Yeah. So you see me. I have my hand on her shoulder, and I'm just like, shh, it's okay. It's okay. And she's crying, and like you said. Dear Clarice, dear Clarice, there you, that's where you wandered off to. Oh, I was worried. Your poor daughter's upstairs, grieving. She needs her mother. And I look up at Mr. Rogers. Oh, Mr. Rogers, I'm so surprised. I'll look at her. Did I interrupt something here? I apologize. But Clarice very much should be with her daughter right now. I, I Maybe some other time you guys can speak together. And I'm like, Clarice, you should go upstairs and <laughs> console your daughter. She's in need of her mother's touch. I'm going to... Yes, yes, sir. You just see she just runs back upstairs. I want to roll to get a read off of him when he's saying this to try and see if I can determine, like... What would that he, be? I think it's opposed, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's opposed roll. I think it would be maybe, like, uh, he would roll perception and uh, empathy and I'd roll... Uh, no, uh, yeah, manipulation, subterfuge, and, and, and odd roll manipulation, subterfuge. So yeah, roll them bones. Roll them bones. All right. Uh, what's yeah, I'm the just trying to get a read of his like body language and the way he's talking. Like, did he set this up, or is he being genuinely like, "Oh, I'm surprised to see this." And what's the difficulty, sir? I think it's a post sixes, right? When you do a yeah. post roll. Yeah. So I got three successes. Um, does careful apply to this? Uh. I guess it would, yeah, because you're, you're trying to be kind of like, okay, so how, how messed up is this guy really being? How messed up this guy really is? Let's put that up carefully, yeah. Okay, so I had two successes, and he had three, so he, he beat me on, so... So yeah, as far as you know, he, he was genuine about the surprise. Okay. Well, so luck, when man. she's like, yes, sir, yes, sir, and she just kind of like clumsily, like tiredly goes back upstairs, I'm just, I'm looking up at her just curiously, like... She's got to be feeling something. Um, and I kind of look at you and just, you, uh, you're a ruthless man. Ruthless? Why, why would you call me ruthless? Because I, I took out her husband? It's not my fault that I took out her husband. It is whoever created this thing that is inside me and inside of us. Blame them. Do not blame me. And that, I don't know. You may just have a way with the ladies. I can't tell. But really, I'm let down that she's not up there consoling her daughter. Either way, though, change of subject. I have a message right now that will be delivered to Lord Pelham, and tomorrow evening, hopefully, he will meet us here, and we can discuss further where we should go. At your, this home? Yes. I, I'm starting to think it's not actually your home. <laughs> Squatters ruled, obviously. Uh, so, but I really right. must ask. Uh, yes, I must. I am exhausted from all the all the magic I contributed to this investigation, and I must get rested. But tomorrow evening, if you were to meet here, I'm sure Lord Pelham will be here. All right, then. Then uh, I will bid you a good night and uh, think carefully over everything. Maybe we can come up with uh, answers that we didn't previously think of. Indeed. Indeed, definitely. And when he leaves, I just want to run upstairs real quick. And tell the mom, I'm not going to roleplay it out, but just be like, you work for her now. And I point to the daughter. You are her servant. She's your leader. Do you understand that? And I just want them to both understand that. And then I go off to sleep being the huge jerk face that I am. Okay. So, you both, so basically, yeah, you all go to rest the night, rest the day away, and then you wake up the next night. So, what's, blood point. Yeah, what's everyone's blood, current blood pool pool to you? I know, Rogers, you're at four now. Herschel, what are you at? Uh, I am at five right now. I thought I had more. I thought I fed, but maybe oh, I fed off my ghoul, but I don't know how much I got from him. Uh, yeah, but I'm at five now. I was at six before. Did you, like, feed until he died? Yeah, I, th- I thought I did, man. But maybe you, like, I just maxed out because that's, like, well, yeah, yeah, you, like you, ten you would, points. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what, okay, what, so I'm at nine then. All right. Is that cool and with you? You, Pelham. What are you at? Uh, as far as I have marked down, it's thirteen, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that's correct. I think it would be twelve because two nights. Because yeah, it's been two nights so far. Okay. So when you didn't do anything crazy. Twelve it is. All right. So, you, Pelham. When you wake up, you basically find. As I say, it's, what time would it be? Winter, so yeah, be about seven and seven and like seven thirty at night. Okay. Sun's sun's gone down. You wake up. Basically, you are alerted. Would you? Do you have any servants or whatever at your place, or what? Are you, what's the deal? Uh, considering that it's a sizable estate, yeah, he'd probably have a servant or two. All right. Loyal to the money, not to him, but still, right. they'd be there. Right. So you you get up and you you're serving now. Like approaches you're saying, sir, there is a um. A woman and a child with a uh, message for you. They have been standing outside the door for quite a while. A woman and a child? Yes, sir. Uh, they just insisted they had a message for you, and it seems they had a have a, uh, a gift for you, sir. Interesting. Uh, see them into the parlor. I'll meet with them as soon as I'm done waiting well, myself sir. for the evening. So as you make your way down to the parlor after getting dressed, you see a... Uh, Woman and a uh, small child. Uh, actually, how old would Rose be? I'd say probably like eleven. Let's just okay, say so, eleven. Yeah. Do you see a child? Yeah. And uh, do you see the child is holding like a dead, uh, dead chicken in her hands? Just like gift for you, sir, oh, and for your, for your dinner table tonight. Pelham will have a a quizzical expression will flash across his face. Uh, thank you. I will see to it that it is prepared properly. He'll motion for one of the servants to come over and take it. I'll inform the cook. Thank you. Uh, what brings you uh, here this evening? We bring a message for you, sir, from from our Lord Master uh, Herschel, uh, the Great Herschel, Master of Magic. Ah, uh, and what is it that Mister Herschel wishes to express to me? He wishes to, he wishes an audience with you at his estate. Is there a who's speaking? Is it the, the child? Yes. Is there a specified time this evening that he would like to see me, or is it an open-ended invitation? As soon uh, as, soon as your uh, lordship is uh, 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 as soon as your lordship requests, requests, requests. You see, there's a little trail of like can't can't figure out what the word right word is. Please make haste to your master and inform him that I will be along at the first opportunity. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And they just like hurriedly run back, you know, go back about into the cold. What are they wearing? Uh, they're both, I suppose, they're both wrapped up for the cold. But you can definitely see, like, the woman just is just sort of like just didn't, didn't say a word at all. She just sort of like just stood there and just sort of like had to be led out by the child. Interesting. All right, first order of business. I will go attempt to hire a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> good idea good idea gotta eat some yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I, I, you, maybe uh, next time I should be like no chickens ladies of the night only for him no, go ahead. okay so you can't go wrong uh, with a hooker yeah but this uh, yeah you can yeah. definitely just you know flash some money you, you like you look around you flash some money you get one okay yada yada I'll take only two blood off of her alright back up myself. to full yep and then as soon as I have finished with the Lady of the Evening. I will proceed to Herschel's abode. I'll grab a cab, or the Underground, whatever is more... The cab. The Underground doesn't exist yet. Okay. I'll grab a cab. And as I'm scooting about my cab, I will activate heightened senses just to see if anyone is looking suspicious, trailing me, etc., etc. No, you don't see anything. Okay. So you make your way to the Herschel's place. Yes. All right. So, uh, Mr. Rogers, what do you do? so what are you two doing? How did your morning go? Like, evening. Evening. Um. <clears throat> so, the dog that I brought with me last time he he needs a break. He uh he's not coming back for a few nights. He's 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 got the punishment of uh, getting to stay home for a few nights. So I'm not bringing him this time. Can we another one instead, or just by yourself? Um, I'll, I'll, I'm riding one of my horses. All right. So, uh, I, 
I like to take them out every every now and then for a good uh, good trot. Give them give them some time, you know, around the town, and uh, it's just good for them to be able to stretch their legs outside of just the racetrack. So right. I'm gonna bring one of the uh, one of my own horses. But before doing that, um, is it uh, is it possible to uh, get? Uh, I don't I don't recall the rules on this. Is it possible to get like Vitae from um, animals? Animals. Yes. Yeah, you won't get as much from. Um, I, I asked because I think sometime in the near future, I want to uh, maybe even this evening pay a visit to like a rival breeder. Oh. Not not feed off my own stock, of course. I mean, we can't have that. I don't want them weakened or anything. But uh, I might uh, th- th- maintaining my superiority in the breeding business would sometimes require a little bit of sabotage. So sneaking in and possibly uh, feeding on like a rival horse or something like that. Not, not immediately, just uh, something to keep in mind for upcoming events. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm taking my own horse. I'm riding to uh, his, uh, his place. I don't, is it a full on estate or is it like a, like a mansion? Like how extravagant was this place? I don't recall. Uh, whose place? Her- Herschel's. I think it was. I think it would just be a house. Yeah, it's nothing fancy. Yeah, I do. It's just be a house. So it's not like my place. No. No, not at all, man. <laughs> okay. But hey, if you want to give it to me, man, I'll I'll trade. I do have uh, a. I do have a full like estate. I do have like like Lord Pelham, a few servants who are loyal to the money, but not necessarily to me. So, uh, who take care of the animals in the day and all that stuff? But uh, <clears throat> okay, yeah. Uh, okay, you can't get my tea out of an animal, yeah. You can, okay. Um, then I, I'll try to find a way to figure. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about that and figure out how I'm gonna go and go about resolving all of that. But in the meantime, just gonna go straight over there because I know that he, uh, hopefully, will have figured out how to contact Lord Pelham and get him to meet with us so that we can discuss things. And uh, uh, I have some questions for Mister Pelham on his uh, lineage. Gotcha. <laughs> and so that's all I've got. I'm just going straight over there. What do you do? What do you do? How, how's your evening? Go? Early evening go. Oh, for me? Yeah. Uh, 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 I wake up. I'm seeing if my ghouls are 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 home or back yet or whatever. All right. So yeah, as you, I'd say yeah, the uh, mother and daughter come in first before uh, yeah before uh, yeah uh, before the other two. So they say like. We we did what you wanted, sir. The, the daughter said we did what you wanted. Yes, we delivered the message. He is he will be arriving as soon as he can. Yes. And what gift did you give him? Uh, I uh, uh, I gave him a befitting a lord of his gentry. Uh, I gave him a chicken for his dinner. I look up at the mother, and I look and I pat her head. I failed you. Your mother failed you. It will do. But Lord Pelham is like I, so chickens serve no purpose to him. Oh, maybe to uh, his staff. I understand. I'm sorry, but, sorry, sir. I uh, just thought, been gentlemen, if his stature would uh, enjoy a, a hot meal, I, I, I'll do better next time. Do not worry about it. I could play it off as if you didn't know his nature. Many of our kind don't like our nature to be known. But good job. In a way, it's almost brilliant in what you did. Next time, I should be more specific. But for now, and how many pounds did I get from Mister Rogers when he gave me that money? Uh, I'd say like thirty. And that's a lot, or yeah, that's quite a bit actually. That's a several thousand, like be the equivalent again, like thirty thousand dollars or something like that. Holy shit! Really? Um, I'm guessing. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. But yeah, it's. it's I take out. I'll look it up. Yeah. Thank you. It, it, it is a good. It's a good amount of money, though. Okay, I take out about ten, and I hand it to her, and I, I look at her and I say, first thing that I want you to do with this is to get a new clothing." For your mother and you. You understand? Yes, sir. And second, I want you to do with this is help you with that task that I gave you yesterday. The other task. Do you understand? Yes. Uh, with it, uh, this, this much. With, so, uh, I, I, yes, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll get the best. I'll get the best tailors in the, in the London. I'll, I'll, uh, yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's a wonderful gift. And I want you to enjoy some of it on food for yourself. But I'll, I, like I said, though, the task of recruiting. And showing me that you are a leader, this is a tool for that. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Okay. Good job. I look at the mother. And you, 
last night was not good. Do you understand? All right. She just, she just like, just like, sort of like nods her head. Just like, you need to get over whatever is holding you back. You are my tool. You are who, her tool. You need to work on learning to be seductive more to those that are like me. You understand? Yes, sir. Be gone. Both of you. I have guests coming. And I sit down like the quivering coward I am. And hope I don't get beat up by the asthma and the gangrel who are about to come in. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There'll be still be physical violence later on. All don't don't say that. Don't tell us that. <laughs> all of it does. Like, all of it does. Your vampires, of course, there's going to be some violence. And all of it that's directed at Herschel is well deserved on his end. You know what I mean? So, all right, cool. So I'm just going to wait for them then. So yeah, you were, you all three arri- you all arrive. You, uh, 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 Rogers arrives first, then Pelham. So yeah, you're all three of you are at the uh, house. So it's about like nine o'clock right now. Um, I'm all like dressed up in like my riding outfit and everything. Uh, I have a specific set of clothes that I wear. Um, I have several, but uh, you know, I don't. Uh, it's not my normal like suit and, and attire. It's uh, riding boots and everything, so that I uh, can stay in the saddle, all that kind of stuff. And then. Uh, <clears throat> I'll come in, have my cat tucked under my arm, and just rap on the door. I'll go answer. I have a charcoal gray suit on uh, with my hair slicked back, my black hair slicked back. What's that? My hat? Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I have it off indoors, you know what I mean? But, yes, it's ready for to follow along with me. I open it up, the door, and I'm like, Mr. Rogers, please come in. Be my guest. Kind of dip my head as a nod and uh, come inside and – have a look around uh, before, you know, getting comfortable, uh, seeing if the, the others, the uh, humans, are around. Uh, they are, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, they're not there. They, I told them to go about. So I'm sitting here, and I was practicing mental exercises. I'm just going to babble on about some bullshit, you know what I mean? Like some Eastern philosophy, yada, 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 chaka, yada, 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 stuff. Herschel, Herschel, please. Let's jump to the important bit. Did you contact or bell him? Of course. When I have, I failed you. Matter of fact, I'm thinking back on it. I don't think I've failed you once. When I say I do something, do I not do it? So far, yes. You can claim that victory. Yes. And he will be here. I am very sure of that. Sit down. Okay. Relax. <laughs> so, as I was saying, chaka chaka, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to just ramble on until... Uh, until Pelham gets to to my state. <laughs> okay. Hey, Quinn. Yes, yes, yes. On Pelham's travels, he'll ask to stop at a uh, tobacco shop, and he will acquire a generous quantity of tobacco with a little bit for himself on the side. All right. You do that? Okay. And he will also stop at a restaurant and see if they can package four hot meals for him. Yeah, they could do that, yeah. It won't, okay. won't stay hot Excellent. very long, but yeah. That's fine. They don't need to stay hot for very long. And then he'll proceed directly to uh, Herschel's residence. All right. So when I hear the door knock, I'll open the door. I kind of look, oh, surprised and charmed, but then look at, like, the, all the stuff you're holding. Welcome. Please do come in. And I just kind of look, motion towards what's in your hands. Pelham yes. will turn to the driver. Driver, please place those uh, on a table inside the door or at the nearest available table, if you'd be so kind. Augie stands at your entry and, uh, like, politely, like, nods at the at you and at the uh, uh, driver as you guys enter and uh, waits until he's done putting everything down before he reaches his hand out to shake your hand. Mr. Rogers, a pleasure. I'll shake your hand. Yes, it's good to see you. Uh, we have many things to discuss. Interesting. I'm I, I, curious as I, to what's been going on in my absence. I had some other matters to attend to. I trust that you'll... Uh, yes, and especially with these gifts that you bring, and I kind of just like look over them with a raised eyebrow and, uh, yes, and I welcome. shout up. The, uh, yes, the hot meals are for your servants. Thank you. They were extremely well composed when they delivered your message. The tobacco... That makes me very happy to hear. ...in this bag is for you. Many uh, native ah. tribes from the Americas think of it as a sacred herb. I'm hoping that you can find some use for it in your uh, 
mystical studies. Indeed, indeed. Well, thank you. That is most generous. Thank you very much. And I like, and I uh, go, Clarice, in my charming voice. Clarice, are you upstairs? Yes, sir. The wonderful Lord Pelham here has brought you and Rose a warm meal. Please come down and express your gratitude. Well, they may be need to they may need to be warmed up in the oven briefly. Uh, but... Indeed, and I just kind of like leave that food there for them as I motion for us to go towards the you know what I mean the study and everything like that. Um, please have a seat. We have quite a bit to tell you about. I think Mister Rogers would probably be the best to inform you, well, seeing that he's of a man of great stature like you. And I, I think it's best that he doesn't speak. Well, Pelham will take off his traveling clothes or his overcoat. He'll hang it by the door, and then he'll walk into the study with his cane <clears throat> or walking stick, such that a proper gentleman would carry. Yeah, let's get uh, situated first, and then um, <clears throat> after we're all kind of gathered around and uh, waiting until they have taken them all the food and whatever uh, outside of the general vicinity. Um, just politely, oh, if it's not too much to ask, Lord Pelham, what uh, what delayed you from meeting with us? I have numerous large estates and many financial affairs that I need to take care of on a fairly regular basis. Very tedious, but I cannot let it slide for too long. I see. That is uh, very fair. However, um... Pelham will cross his legs. He'll pull out a small kit and start rolling himself a cigarette. Gentlemen, he'll hold the kit up. Yes, I'll have one. Thank you. He'll pass the kit to you. Of course. I must inform you that, uh, well, I kind of kind of look at uh, uh, Herschel. Solomon, he's dead. And I just kind of look Solomon. at you, wait for your reaction. He was the Nosferatu that uh, asked us to look into all this stuff to begin with. Yes, yes, I'm aware. Pelham has a look of faint surprise on his face. How did he uh, meet his end? Well... And I pull out the newspaper. I've been carrying this around with me. Um, and I have it still because I anticipated this. And I'll take out the newspaper, set it on, like, whatever, like, flat surface table or anything that's around and just unfold it for you to read. Pelham will pick it up and look over the article. I recall correctly. It was a, uh, it was a, a, mon- like a monster found under the docks and then first into flame on investigation. So as you're looking over this, I'll uh, – expand a little bit and just be like, so Solomon, I saw this and I didn't immediately make the connection. However, his sire visited us as we were looking into uh, all of these things. Uh, Daniel Locke and confirmed that Solomon himself is the one who met his final death. A very regal and frightening fella, if I was to say so myself. Yes. Solomon's final death is most unfortunate. Did his sire indicate as to whether or not this was to have an effect on our investigation? Oh, yes. Ah. Yes, he did. <laughs> I just, like, laugh out loud. <laughs> uh, if we don't figure out who killed his his uh, child, then we're all going to die, yourself included. Hmm. That's rather interesting. Has he cleared that threat with the prince? From... What he told us, uh, yes, he has, and that he would bring us to the prince himself for this uh, persecution. Um, So he blames us for his child's death? Yes, because we were the last known acquaintances and we were looking into this matter for him. So he supposedly has something to link us to his death, but he hasn't specified what. I'm unwilling to bargain that there's I am unwilling to take that bet. I just want to make sure that we take care of this as quickly as possible and get ourselves out from underneath uh, Mr. Locke's thumb. I kind of look sideways at Mr. Rogers in a, <clears throat> and there was one other reason why he felt that maybe we were suspects. Kind of an elephant in the room, I would say. And I look at Mr. Rogers again. Pelham will chuckle a little. He uh, he believes you may have diabolized him or something along the lines because of your ancestry. I've done no such thing. An ancestry, though, that you did hide from us, though. I hide nothing. Yes, I am an Asimite. 
you can't understand why that fears me a little bit, can you not? Even though I'm not one to believe in stereotypes or believe that we all fall under one broad paintbrush. Kelm will give you a look of bullshit, but <laughs> his words will be exceptionally polite. It is unfortunate that Solomon's sire does not understand the nature of my presence in London. However, I'd be willing to speak with him directly to try to put him at ease. And I will, of course, submit to uh, an examination of some sort, provided it is not too invasive, in order to establish my innocence. Who's to say one hasn't been done already? I kind of raise my eyebrow at you. It's possible, and I would take no offense if such has occurred. But here's the thing. I actually do not think that it would, the best course of action at this moment would to go speak to him. Because I think he is probably preoccupied with something that we found out. Something that deals with people who frankly kind of frighten me. Which is an aspect of the story Mr. Rogers has not yet gotten into. Pelham is going to give Herschel a very solid look. And oh. use aura perception. One success. <laughs> One success. I think you see I'm pale. Yeah, you see I'm pale. That's pretty much it, either pale or bright. But if it's any consultation, I'm not trying to hide really. Like, <laughs> but, uh, No, I'm just trying to determine if you're, is if you're nervous being around me. Uh, Yeah. I'm nervous being around any vampire who's stronger than me, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just look at Mr. Rogers. But that, like I said, there's another chapter to this story that Mr. Rogers has yet to tell. Pelham will break his uh, intense gaze upon Herschel and turn to Mr. Rogers. Oh? Yes, I found it more prudent to start with the, uh, like he said, elephant in the room. I have, by the way, I have no preconceptions about your supposed clan. In fact, uh, until a few nights ago, this is the very first I've ever heard of them. So, It's not supposed. <clears throat> I yes. assure you, I am an asthmite. All right, then. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I well, a handkerchief. <laughs> I wasn't going to I wasn't going to make any assumptions. We have tracked this Owen and Hewan Connell, the brothers who have been uh possibly distributing this chemical. This uh vile potion has been uh plaguing our kind these past few nights. I do not know how deeply you are affected by it, but I can't imagine that uh you were contacted by Solomon unless you were one of those who has fallen victim to its effects. So obviously it is important that we uncover the true, uh, the true death and the person who has been distributing this substance among the masses. We visited their home and we were unable to find them directly, but we did find some clues to their location. Uh, Herschel here has used quite a bit of his uh, magical aptitude to uncover some secrets from relics of theirs left behind. Herschel, do you care to elaborate? Yes. It's rather frightening what we found out. <clears throat> Where to start? First, we found what very well could be a, a sign of the breaking of the masquerade. We found a book. looks to be a perhaps a journal that was written in a language that none of us could speak, that made reference to the clan Nosferatu. Uh, do you have that here with you still? No, Mr. Clark left of it. By the way, Mr. Clark was a deputy of London that was helping uh, Solomon's sire and was tasked to follow us while we looked into this matter. Yes, we are to so, be uh, babysat. Babysat, indeed. But we were able to crawl out from under that yoke when with the potential masquerade break. So now he's done, he's off hunting that down. We also found carved into a bed, uh, to, to, to wood along a bed, a list of names. And, and, and again, a writing in this mysterious language, which I've never seen, but I sensed a loss and a rage of loss there. Also in that room, I found a diary written in this language, but I was able to gather from it that it belonged to one of the brothers. And it, what scares me worse, and Mr. Rogers here isn't aware of the history of the land, but these brothers traveled to Romania and those deep, dark Eastern European lands where uh, many 
from the Sabbat uh, had made their home before they revolted, where my oh, clan sorry, has its roots. Go ahead. I said, I'm sorry, at the Huna? I look at I look at Mr. Uh, uh, Lord Pelham to see if he seems to have any recognition on his face from what I'm talking about. His face is stone. Mm, you're gonna make me aura perception, you. Damn it! I'm gonna try aura <laughs> perception right now. All right. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. like this. The Tremere and the Asmite are just staring at each other intensely. All right. <laughs> you fucking scare me, man. We're gonna say two successes, so I can see your pale and whatever your primary color is. So... Pale and light blue. What's light blue? Because I have my book in calm, front of me. Calm. He, he's calm right now. Calm. Hmm. I just kind of nod. You are aware of what the Sabbat is. Are you not, Miss Lord Pelham? Vaguely. Hmm. Well, anyways, I look. They are I have rival... a completely confused look on my face. Like, the who? They are a rival sect of ours. You know, we are members of the Camarilla. Present mm. company excluded. And I motion towards uh, Lord Pelham. There's a rival sect who does not believe in what we believe in. And they are rather monstrous, and they do not believe in the masquerade. And one of their main clans, the Shimizi, come from Eastern Europe. My clan <clears throat> has a bad history with them, along with another. I, meant, I look towards Lord Pelham. I'm not saying this is the case, but my concern was when I read this, is that if these brothers were going there to try to hunt our kind, then they are good at it. Or if they're going over there to deal with those kind, then that's even more scarier. Another fact, though, about this house, and I look towards Lord Pelham, it was rigged at one point to have a stake uh, that could have fallen upon us when we entered the door. So they are very aware of what our kind are. We also found financial documents, which uh, make more sense to Mr. Rogers here, but I could sense a great excitement when they were created, but then eventually they were, they were hidden. Uh, uh, I'll have to have him explain it. And on a final note, we found a painting within a safe that showed the two brothers and this lady, their sister, Sarah, who is no longer with us. This scares me, gentlemen, and I'm glad you both are here with me, but it does very well look like at least there are two mortals who have resources very much like both of you have. Uh, uh, oh, what was the message on the table? There was a message on the table, too. Oh, in Gaelic. There was a message also in Gaelic, which I do have a copy, but you perhaps don't speak this language. I don't know Gaelic, but do you happen to, and I get up and I go towards, like, I guess I have a little desk there, you know, you know, some, I pull out a drawer and I pull this charcoal thing of a letter. Do you happen to speak this language, Lord Pelham? Pelham will stand up and take a look at the letter. Unfortunately, I do not. <laughs> I just wrap it and I put it in my side of my suit pocket. But it seems like we have two mortals who, through loss or anger, are very well trying to cause our kind harm and have the abilities to do it. If Solomon's body and that news story is any indication. I do think we have a lead we can go upon with information that Mr. Rogers here was able to find out from the financial documents. But what scares me is while I was able to get the deputy that Solomon's sire had babysit us to go off on his own, he did warn us not to leave this town. But I do think the potential masquerade break may keep him and his kind occupied, which can leave us to our own. But I'll leave that in the wise judgment of you two. And I kind of sit back down across my legs. Augie takes like a long, like slow drag of the tobacco, breathes it in deep, exhales. He kind of looks at the both of you and says, uh, what was left out so far is that Amar who uh, was very furious with the revelation of your clan by Daniel Locke, was taken as a captive of sorts, it seems. And we can expect to hear back from Locke and his minion. They are definitely going to be keeping tabs on our activities, and most likely we will see them very soon. What do you gentlemen think our next step should be? Because my, my instincts tell me that we should probably go to Bis, uh, Bristol, but we cannot leave the city. We have their house that we looked at. We have their shipping. I mean, could, could we could we potentially look into how they may have escaped the city? Because it looked like they rushed out in haste. Could we perhaps look for information on where they may have gone? I mean, if, I don't know. I'm at a loss. I do not know in this this... This ailment that I have, 
We need to find a cure for it. My patience is growing very thin with this. Not that that will intimidate you guys, but his patience is growing thin. <laughs> uh, Augie is kind of silent, and he looks over at uh, Pelham. Do you have any thoughts on all of this? Why would Emmer be taken hostage? They want to keep us under their yoke. They want to make sure that we go nowhere. We have been pressured into becoming their servants. I suspect that he is actually um, being questioned, considering his background. Stereotyping. So, 18th century. Well, I imagine that uh, it's not often that you have... I kind of look around at each of you. Such unique clan members visiting the city. True. My question is, you both are men of business, are you not? Could you find out what this company in Bristol does? Could you find out anything from people that you know in the industry? Knowledge that you have? I have a brother who is an investigator with Scotland Yard. I can ask around. What about business ties, though? You seem to men of great value. My business is, well, animals. And I look at Lord Pelham. Animals. <laughs> we, we both look at Lord Pelham. Yeah, yeah. And yours, sir. What's your business then, if you mind me asking? I manage the wealth I've inherited from my family, and I uh, have a variety of academic pursuits. Academics, indeed. Huh. Maybe one day we'll have to speak of those. Perhaps. But for now, do you think you could find out more about these brothers? Because from what Mr. Rogers here was telling me, that they predominantly invested in businesses along the East Coast. But this one business in Bristol is on the West Coast and was something they're trying to hide. Now, here's the thing. We could start to look into it now. And if we come across Amir again and Mr. Clark, maybe we could convince them to let us travel. I do, frankly, but I, do, I would like to know maybe what we would be walking into at first. Hmm. Or we could go to the shipyard and see if anyone knows of men of great wealth who quickly uh, and, and in much haste, notable, noticeable haste, we're trying to find passage away from here. Which one do I'm you sure guys think? I could engage someone to investigate this on my behalf. The restriction on travel, unfortunately, that seems rather obstructive to our investigation. How far is it? How far? How long would it take to travel to Bristol? Like a not like twenty four hours, but like a solid day of like you know, a oh. whole lot of right, traveling. So let's do this then. Let's find out where these these brothers fled to. See if we can find that out. And then let's see what we can find out here about this company before we even decide if we're going to travel to Bristol. It is quite a journey. I've been looking at, I, like, trying to figure out how far away it is. And, like, all I can find is, like, train speeds. So oh, I have no idea. Yeah. So let, shall we go let's, – let, let's – can you speak to your brother about looking into the docks and seeing if there's any sign of that these, these brothers fled – where they fled to, and then you, Mr. Pelham, could you look into your contacts and see what you're able to find out about this company in Bristol with the paperwork that Mr. Rogers here has? Yes, I will. I'll engage someone. I'm not sure if I'll be able to engage them this evening, but I may be able to engage them next. Well, then how about we all go to the docks together, and then uh, then we can tomorrow evening speak to this individual that you have that could help us. I will get in touch with the solicitor on my own. Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. Not averse to traveling to the docks this evening. So, gentlemen, I stand up almost like I'm like, like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know what I mean? Because my guy's starting to, you know what I mean? He's not happy with the situation. Uh, shall we then? <clears throat> shall we what? Go to the docks and see what we can find out or speak to your brother. Weren't we there just last night? Yes, but last night we did not have brothers that were trying to flee that potentially could have poisoned me and others of our kind in this town. <sighs> Sir. We have the name of a business. Do we know of any properties this business may have let or otherwise occupied? Yes. And I motion towards him. You have paperwork, do you not, sir? To me? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have brought the, uh, the journal and I would have left the painting behind, but that's about it. Like anything that I could have carried on me on the horse and everything that I would have brought with me as far as like clues and stuff like that. So I'll, uh, I'll lay out like all the paperwork and everything, the journals and all that stuff. Mr. Buckman, do you have a uh, writing desk? Of course, of course. And I'm, I'm motion towards like around the little writing nook I have. Thank you. 
Pelham will gather the evidence found and he'll make notes about the property, the names involved, the locations. I'm going to pay special attention and point out the list that I made on my own notebook with all the different names that we found carved in. And I'm going to say to you, like this, these names here, each one was like carved into, it was like on the wall, right? Not on the bedpost, but on the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit like these were all carved in, in, uh, he had uh, jot them down as well. Yeah, he had a very strong emotional response from them. I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, some of these names I can't even translate. But uh, obviously, these individuals have a lot of uh, investment in their activities. Pelham will finish off the notes, fold up the paper, and tuck it into his inside pocket. Do you know anyone who speaks whatever godforsaken language this is? <laughs> I uh, I think you would you would know that odds are someone from a from someone from Elysium but but no or something like that. Oh, odds God. are someone else from the vampire community speaks it. Should we make a trip to Elysium? I do need oh. to visit with uh, Sir Edward Bainbridge. How about this? You go to Elysium. I will go to the docks to see what I can find out about them leaving, and then you, Mr. Lord Pelham, can look into your contacts about the information we had just given you. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion? so that your media could get the attention you want. Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games, with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. 